You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. Hey, thank you guys today for joining us at Off the Mountain Podcast, and we're actually back up on the mountain today, and it's beautiful up here, and uh, we have a subject matter today that I think you're going to like, but before we get into it, today we have a little different crew with us. Uh, we do. Uh, Pastor Josh is gone, and Pastor Tom is gone, and so we have Pastor Tom Hollenbeck. He's the campus pastor of our Northwest campus, and Pastor John Tweed and Vince and me Yep. And we're we're the regulars, Vince, but we the are. other guys are gone. And, and this might happen occasionally uh, with vacations and everything that's going on. But today we have a topic, and I'm kind of anxious to get into it, <laughs> and it's called pet peeves. Uh, <laughs> things that get on your nerves, things that get under your skin. Now, see, I was thinking this week that as Christians, our goal is to not let these things hinder our walk with God and we're not supposed to let them disrupt our peace. Um, yeah, form a bias. Sometimes we can form biases uh, based on these pet peeves. For yeah. example, uh, I'm a member of a couple of gyms, and one of the gyms I go to, there's always this guy in there, and he has huge legs. He's always <laughs> on the leg machine. And, I mean, he spends half his day in the leg machine, so I nicknamed him Leg Boy. <laughs> and so I tell my wife, I said, Leg Boy ruined my workout today. Why? Because Leg Boy took the leg machines all day today. Mm-hmm. And we're candid. We're honest on this podcast. And my wife said, you really think you should be referring to him as Lake Boy? <laughs> Lake Boy. Yeah. And I'd, I'd come into the gym parking lot and go, doggone it, Lake Boy's truck's here. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to get yeah. on my machine. You know what his truck is. That's how yeah. far the pet peeve oh, went. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I started thinking, do you think Jesus did this like, you know, uh, Religious Roy and Needy Nick and Promiscuous Peggy? And oh, I don't man. think he did this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so anyway, we're going to get right in. I've already kind of fired in all cylinders <laughs> yeah, right here at the beginning. Yep. And I'm not afraid of being honest. I mean, we're all a work in progress. Yeah. And I wasn't mean to the guy. I just found myself calling him a lake boy. And one day, like God convicted me and said, is this really right? Is this, mm-hmm. is this would you want to be called, you know? Uh, I don't know, whatever. Right. So let's get into some of the pet peeves, because I have a list okay, of a too. lot of pet peeves. And the whole idea of this <laughs> podcast is not to, to be, uh, you know, a time for us to gripe and be grouchy and, and vent everything that makes us mad. Our, 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 our idea today is to be honest about our pet peeves and then be honest about what we're doing to correct that behavior that goes with those. Yeah. Because I do think it disrupts your peace sometimes, puts yeah. you in a grouchy mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just dive right in today, and let's talk about some of our pet peeves. And if you guys don't talk about them, I got a whole list. Yeah, I, I, I just something that, I, that literally happened this morning. My daughter was trying to talk to me as she was eating her breakfast, and she was talking to me right in my ear. And as she's talking, she's also chewing, and I just. <laughs> The, the slapping, the, the, the teeth colliding, the, I, I know everything that's happening inside of her mouth, and that's just too much information. So one of mine is is definitely chewing, and I just, I can't, for whatever reason, I can't stand it. But I feel like that's a common that one. That is a top uh, theme for people, like, you have a top pet peeves list, like, the yeah. chewing and people chewing with their mouths wide open yeah. is, like, one of the top things where people just, like, completely write you off. They get so, like you, like you said, they give them nicknames where it's, like, they want to remove themselves so far from that person that it's like it bothers <laughs> yeah. it gets on core. your nerves my yeah, dad yeah. my dad did that yeah. you could hear his false teeth rattling and he, oh, he no. just chewed, <laughs> and i just wanted to leave the table yeah. you know yeah and and something like that it's like i don't know what it is 
it like it gets into me like it makes me feel uncomfortable inside and I just my it's not just in the ears and it just drives me nuts and you know also trying to raise her to close her mouth when she when she's chewing but it's just I've, I've got that and then uh, uncomfortably uh, I have a pet peeve when I'll be talking to somebody and they're checking their phone constantly you know and, I'm sorry. and going back and forth but but going okay let's go to you I'm, I said I'm sorry yeah because I know I do this to people but not on purpose but just but also, if somebody has something to say through a text message, but they send you text message and then another text message and another text message and another text message, like we were in a conversation the other day and I almost blocked you because I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Send it in one big group chat. So those are just a few of mine. I am the worst at that. Everybody knows uh, if I'm texting them because I won't put one thought down. It's like, I'll go one, two, three, yes. four. As I'm processing, I'm yeah. writing so that I don't forget my I know thoughts. it's Vince without even going to my phone because I'll hear beep. Just yeah. keep going. Like, that's Vince. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Now I picked up that habit. I started doing, oh, no. I started doing that. Uh, yeah. I'm but, sorry, Tom. No, the, the phone you know, one's good, though, because I think a lot of people, it's like, we've. I've told my wife, like, I've learned to multitask. Like, I can completely be listening to you. And I'm not looking, if I'm looking at my phone, like even on this podcast, we're looking at our phone for notes, but a lot of times I might, you might be saying something to me and I'm like, Oh, let me write that down or let me say this. And right. to you, you might be like, you're looking at your email or you're texting somebody. Right, you don't right. care what I'm saying. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we had a, a person in staff and I won't say when, so you can't figure out who this is, but they would do this a lot in staff meetings. They'd be looking at their phones and they weren't really taking notes because they weren't doing it. They were just looking at it. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to stop inviting them to meetings. Because you feel disrespected. Yeah. yeah. You're going, I'm talking about business here, and you're right. sitting there. I mean, you're visibly looking and reading messages, and it's disrespectful. Right. Yeah. Have you ever sat in a restaurant and just observed oh. the, the people that are in these? You know, it used to be you had conversation. Yeah. yeah. And now everybody's on their phone. Yes. They're not even talking. Yeah. 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 Well, what's what's also hard too is you'll be talking to somebody. And you, it reminds you of something you saw and you want to bring it up, right? And you're like, oh, look, at, uh, hold on, let me find it. Let me find uh -huh. it. Oh, here it is. You know, and, and that's that's something that's been hard too because I'll be having a conversation with somebody and, they, and they're sitting there and they're processing and they're processing and processing, processing. And then they go, yeah, right. It reminds me of, and then you show it and you're like, oh, I got mad at you for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here on, on the podcast, uh, right? you know, you see me very, I'll pick up my phone but we're looking up verses or something to something. remind somebody of something that they said. 100%. So we're using it for business. But another one, and you've heard some of mine from the pulpit, but man, is slow traffic in the fast lane on the freeway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially that when you just drives get me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and sometimes they'll tie you up for miles. Mm -hmm. They'll get beside a truck, they're going the same, same speed. speed. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yep. and it kind of resists. The other ones, and this is a big one of mine, people who take their phones into the gym and get on a machine that oh. you want to use. Mm -hmm. oh. And they're sitting there just going to town, no. <laughs> looking at their phone. Now, I've learned something, and I'm bold now. If you've been on a machine for three or four minutes, look at your phone, I will go up and say, hey, excuse me, how many more sets, sets do you, you have, have here? Yep. And you know what? Usually people are real nice going, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't thinking. I just have one more. Yeah, right. I, really, I don't think too many people have, have not been real nice when I ask them that question. It's like they're dazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, when I, I take my phone to the gym, and if something important is text to me or whatever, I get off the machine, wipe it down, and walk over right. five foot and look at it. Yeah. And uh, that is one of my just pet, to the core pet peeves is when you're at the gym and you're like, you know, you're supposed to be, you, you know, that you need to get in and get out. And somebody is at the machine and they are in La La Land, they're on their phone. I had a guy, and it's funny because yesterday, 
And it took everything inside of me just go, I'm going to walk away from this one. But he was at, he was on the leg machine, squat rack, and there's not very many squat racks at gyms for whatever right. reason. Please, if you're a gym member, add squat racks to your gyms. Um, but he was just there and he was tapping, like he's singing a song and he's tapping the bar and he's getting himself pumped up. Rawr, and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. It took you five <laughs> minutes just to even think about lifting. I'm like, I have to go. And you're like sitting here, you have a whole pre you, thing you, going on. You feel on like, there. and again, you all of a sudden you want to judge people going, you know what? I've got a life. Maybe oh. you don't, but I've got a life. Oh. How about people that throw their towel in a machine and they'll go use another machine oh. so they can tie up too? Oh, those are fighting uh. words. Those are fighting words. <laughs> well, again, we're not just gonna sit here and gripe. No. We're gonna eventually get to what we wanna say, but let me throw right. another one at you. And this has become a pet peeve of mine just recently i don't like people invading my private space mm. because of covid i like somebody getting three foot in my face or two foot to show me something on their mm. phone they're standing right here breathing on you yeah. and you're going man can you just pull it up and hand the phone to me sure and sure. Uh, because you know we've been trained now through covid that you don't want anybody right, right there in your face breathing right. on you mm -hmm. yep. and where, uh where do you think the idea where why do these things bother us i think that yours your most recent example i think makes sense right you don't want to breathe in with right, their exhaling right. i get that but as far as like the driving slow or the the you know the text messages while you're like the, it stems from something oh of well, course i think yeah. i think a lot of us have schedules and we're going, I really need to be here at a certain yeah. time. Mm -hmm. And because we don't live with margins, we need to go back to that. Mar right. Margins are so important. <clears throat> Most of us are running by the wire when it comes to traffic. Yep. If we had margins and left 30 minutes early going, I expect this to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I expect it. And 100%. then when it doesn't happen, you're going, wow. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it's because we have schedules. I think, yeah, and values too. I think what you value, like you're talking about, Tom, just about the phone you get upset when people, and, and to you, it's a value thing. You don't value what I'm saying, right? You don't mm. value my time at the gym when you're not moving on from the machine. You don't value, when you're driving slow, you're not valuing the thing I value. And sometimes we think people should value the things that you value, that you value yeah. just as important. They're not, they're in their own, they're in their own, own rhythm world. and their own, their own world. Yeah. And, and we're, we're probably own, own, all of us are in our own world most of the they're time. They're retired. Right? Yeah. They have all day to spend in the gym. Yeah. yeah. We're still working people and we're going, yeah. man, I need to be out of here in 40 minutes. And you know what? That's the only machine that works that body part. Yeah. And I really need. But again, if you just go up and say, excuse me, I really. <laughs> yeah. Usually people are really pretty cool. Yeah, they are. But here's another one. What about when you're sitting at a, at a stop sign and the traffic's really, you know, pretty heavy. And all of a sudden you see a break except for one guy, only one guy coming. And he doesn't put his turning signal on. He was going to turn the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you go, now I got to wait here five more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or what would, what or would, listening to somebody else's music. Oh yeah, that, that stoplight. That absolutely drives me crazy. That and sounds we have about right. Parties. We have uh, there, in our neighborhood. There's uh, a lot of fiestas going on. Let's just say. Okay. And on Saturday nights, uh -oh. invariably, it's on uh, a Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. And there'll be a mariachi band. There'll be something out there. Right. And it's loud. And yeah. I, and all night I've long. had it. Yeah. yeah. And I've ha I've gotten to the point. Well, a couple of times, <laughs> took my life in my hands. Actually, I went over. It's about one in the morning, and they were oh, just going loud and loud. One. I had to be. I I get to yeah. church around five thirty, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And this was just thumping and thumping and thumping. I got so fed up. 
I walked into the backyard where they were having oh, it. Yeah, oh, man, I uh, looked at the DJ and I said, turn it down. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're a really nice guy, by the I way. Am, but yeah. I, I can imagine you at one in the morning, you would be scary. I would yeah. just have to say, just yelling over the fence, you turn it down. Uh, I didn't yell like, over yeah. the fence. I walked into the backyard. Oh, nice. That's crazy. How about but, this one? I think this one, and you guys can all, so you get in a line in a restaurant and it's one person in front of you. And it's, oh, it's one person. This is normal. And then they're ordering for 20 people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yes. you're like, are you? You have to be kidding. Yeah. Like, you didn't call ahead. <laughs> yeah. You're going to order yeah. for 20 people right now. And I, I think that one comes because you feel like you were taken advantage of. You were like, you're so ready to order your food. You're so ready to eat it. And this person seems like they're doing the right thing. And then you hear them. All right, here's my list. Here's my and it's list. Like, boom, boom, or, boom, boom, Or boom. even another scenario there. I saw somebody the other day in front of me. And they were going, well, now what about that one? What kind of bread is that <laughs> oh, one? Yeah. Okay, now what about this one? And they went through 10 different items asking all kinds of detailed questions. And I thought, why didn't you look at your menu before you came in here? Yeah. And, yeah. and this could disrupt your peace. It can ruin your day. Yeah. Uh, another one, but let me go back to what John said. And, you know, I'm with him. This has happened to me before. I almost got beat up at, at a house one time because <laughs> I went down as a teenage party and they, they brought me out in the front yard. They're going to beat me up. But I was pretty wild. I was about 35 years old. My hair was sticking up all over. And I think he thought I was a little crazy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I know, again, it's a time to practice Christian values. Uh, now, for example, I have to teach the next morning. And I realize I'm not going to be in my A game when they're mm -hmm. keeping me up this late. Yeah. But I wonder what it would be like if we went, waited, and we got through it some way. Maybe, you know, put earplugs in or whatever. And maybe it let a day or two go by and just go and knock on their door and say, hey, you know what? I brought you a cake today. You know, I went by and I saw you had a big party the other day and, or I brought you a pie, I had an extra pie left over. And said, can I just talk to you, man, in the future? Could, could, could we come to some kind of agreement? I found out most people are pretty agreeable. Yeah. But like you, man, I'm, I'm mad at the night, in the nighttime oh, yeah. when I'm losing when my sleep. Happening. Another yeah. one. Now, this is one that I want our audience to hear. Um, it's a little pet peeve and it's not big, but I'll be out in public somewhere and I'll be in a good mood and I'll go along and I almost bump into a lady and I'll say, hi, I'm so sorry. I hope you have a good... And they won't talk to you. Mm. And I think uh, among some ladies, I'm thinking that maybe they just don't talk to men in public, period, because they think you're going to try to pick up on you. Mm. And sometimes I found some ladies in the marketplace won't be nice in return. You say, good morning. They just look at you. Right. You know, you're going to try to pick up on me. And you go, mm -hmm. no, really? You're not in my style. I'm not trying <laughs> to pick up on anybody. Yeah. That's nothing. But but I'm thinking, can't we be kind to one another, you know, and, mm -hmm. and say good morning? And another one is uh, asking nosy questions. Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one with me. Well, I was just wondering the other day, and I get these texts sometimes. I was wondering why you do this and why do you mm -hmm. drive this car? Mm -hmm. And I was wondering why. Yeah. And of course, your first response wants to be, it's none of your business. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bless your heart. Right. Mm -hmm. You always put the bless the heart on there. And that yeah. Right. Right. yeah, it, it makes, makes it better. It better. Uh, better. How about sneeze? Here's somebody in the gym sneezing, sneezing or coughing and not covering their face. Oh, man. Oh, uh, or here's a big one. Here's a big one. Telling me long stories or telling me about a movie using all the details. And I'm going, do I really care about all these details? <laughs> yeah. I would like to hear about your movie and yeah. what you learn from uh, it. Yeah. But some people, they take, they'll tell a story, a story I could tell in a paragraph. They'll take 30 minutes uh -huh. to tell it. Yeah. And I've got a bad habit. I don't know what it is, yep. but when you sit at a table or somewhere and tell me that long story, I start almost dozing. Yeah. And my wife says, 
you can tell you're not interested. Yep. Yeah. You start looking other directions in the restaurant. <laughs> your eyes are glazing over. Something I've I've learned uh, to do is when they begin to sidetrack and go a little bit too more detailed, I go, okay, so then how did that lead to this? <laughs> you try to help. Try to help them. Help 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 get back that's on. That's, that's, that's the next pet peeve. Interrupting people. <laughs> yeah. That's the next yes. pet peeve. Yes. Yeah, and I'm bad at interrupting people. There, there was a guy that used to be on staff years ago, and every time I talked to him, I couldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> and and finally, yeah, <laughs> and finally, like if we were in a group and I was talking about something, and blah, 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 right over everything I was saying, I'm thinking, well, what I'm saying is not important. So I yeah. actually would leave the conversation and go off. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know? Well, you know what? I can't I, stand I, th- This, as I was... Looking at some pet peeves, I realized that that I'm the instigator of some of these pet peeves. I do quite often with people that's close to me, I interrupt. And it's a combination of two things. Number one is I needed to get some business to take care of, but man, I am pressed in my schedule. I have to be out of here at a certain time. And another thing is caffeine. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to give you a little, uh, uh, you know, a little, uh, what's the word I want to say, a solution beforehand. I, I'm trying to work through this pet peeve thing because I don't want to get a bad attitude. I really don't. And for example, because I know that sometimes in some situations I have this bad habit, if I'm on a time schedule or if you're telling me a long movie or a story <laughs> that's just, I mean, come on, I don't need all the, de- I, I mm-hmm. really do want to hear your story. And I really do want to hear what you learned. I really do. But I just don't have, time for the long, long, long mm-hmm. version. So w- when I'm going to a lunch appointment with somebody or whatever, I, on that day, try not to take caffeine mm. because I realize that that will cause me to to become one of these interrupters mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm not careful. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that near the end. But uh, going back, uh, saying you look tired, I've had people tell me that a lot. You just look tired. And I think, no, what you're really saying is I'm look old. I'm uh-huh. old. I know that. I don't want to hear that today. Correcting your grammar in a conversation. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. I, my oh. dad. I grew up. My dad was a uh, superintendent of schools. He became a principal. He became a teacher. And my mom was a teacher. My grammar was corrected on a constant moment-to-moment wow. basis in our home. And my dad, being a teacher and, you know, old school, uh, grew up during the depression and all that. And just, it was constant. And I think because of my rebellious nature, you know, I just went the other direction. Yep. Okay. If I can't say that, then I'll say this. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, constant correct grammar correction, constant correction. Yeah. Cause now I have a bad habit when someone writes me, I, 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 I subconsciously sometimes will correct the grammar in the paragraph. That's but why not, I hate texting not, you. Not to them, though. Not to them. <laughs> I know you won't. I never do it to them. <laughs> why do I do it? Because I want to stay in the practice right. sure. of having better grammar myself. I've taken all kinds of college, university yeah. classes on grammar, mm-hmm. and I'm still I still butcher it up pretty well. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, I would I don't I don't think I would ever correct somebody. Uh, you know, I correct it in my mind just to keep yeah. practice. Yeah. Right. But I will correct somebody if they're on staff or something. I'll say, you need to correct this before right. you send this out. Right. Because that makes that's Saul different. look bad. No, no, that's, that's different. different. I, uh, I, it's funny, though, because, like, you've gotten just cr- texting is like, text has become shorthand, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're unhurrying, you write things, and then you have autocorrect where you can just be typing, typing, you typed it right. 
and all of a sudden autocorrect it happened to us. The, the, yeah. It happened to me the other day in our group message. But I'm like, seriously, like, and they have to go back and correct me, like autocorrect corrected this. But yeah. it's like sometimes yeah. you're just trying to be up on your grammar, and you're like, oh man, it's just I sound like a you know a fool on yeah. through text, but. It yeah. seems like a lot of these sources, though, have to do with time. You know, the, like the more you think about, you know, somebody who cuts you in, in line or somebody yeah, yeah. who orders a lot in line or traffic right. or somebody who's telling you a long story, like going back to margins, like you were saying, yes. it, it seems to be that we have unrealistic expectations of how long 24 hours is. Mm -hmm. And so we then tend to pack everything in. Because maybe it, maybe the phone allows us to get more done, so therefore we do the same with our schedule. But a lot of these pet peeves, the more I'm thinking about it, it's like, oh, that's actually it's value, something right? Time. With me. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I always think about when I start getting upset anymore about stuff people are doing that bugs me is I think I do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There you there, go. There yeah, you go. Put yourself in the place. I yeah. do mm. that too. So I can't really throw a rock at you. I'll give you yeah. one outside that. of time. That for me, it bugs me. And it's like, I can't, sometimes I cannot help it. And you're going to know what you're going to be like. Yes, this is you, uh, Pastor. You're going to identify with this. My, I have a loud voice and it is complete, like it can travel just through bedrooms and piercing. I remember as yeah. a kid, <laughs> I was hanging out with Josh and I knew Pastor, he, he would have to be just to the tens of just like, that kid is so loud because he would come in there and just be like, you guys need to keep it down. He would never address yeah. it to me, but he would just say, you guys need to keep it down. Yeah. And for sure it was like, Josh had to know like, Hey, you're being, you're being a little bit loud, but I, I am just have a lot. And when I get excited, then it's like, Oh, it's, Oh, you know, yeah. John's oh, like, yeah. it'll, it'll just escalate <laughs> where I can be in a restaurant. Everybody's just listening to me. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. this guy's telling a story. Have you ever done that? You look around, everybody's looking at you. And oh, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. oh no. Oh yeah. my wife. And the, one of my pet peeves is being shushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot. I don't know for the. I, I, I will. I start losing my mind if you shush me. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm like, did you just shush me? Yeah. Like yeah. seriously. Like my wife tells me the same thing. She goes, "You're whispering, but it's still loud." It's and still I'm like, loud. I'm doing the best. My that wife I can. will shush me, and I'll look at her like, "How dare you? Yeah. How? Yeah. Like I am so excited. And you just killed all my excitement. Yeah. yeah. But I, but that one I think comes to just also feeling the you know outside of time like the not being heard. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're like, really? Like, you're going to. So, I think there's some of these that are outside of time that you're just like, you, you don't hear what I'm saying, or you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, pet peeves, it, it seems like they say more about who you are as they, a person rather than the people that are, it does. Yeah. That are it doing does. them to yeah. you. That's what's really convicting. Mm -hmm. Like, our audience, I hope you're listening right now and going, oh, no, I do some of those things because I do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, well, you know, I try to give a signal when I'm turning or whatever, but sometimes I get so you know, consumed in my thoughts. I'm just not thinking. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry that I made you sit there for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but another one, I was looking up a list of pet peeves, mm. and this is one that's been used on me before, I'm sure, and that's people say micromanaging. Now, see, I have a lot of thoughts about micromanaging because I'm an employer and I'm looking from a different viewpoint than other people. Am I micromanaging you or are you just doing a crappy job and you need <laughs> mm -hmm. to be looked over, you know? Yep. Uh, it's always been a pet peeve of mine when an employee comes to well, you're micromanaging me. And I said, no, you just do a crappy job. You're about to be fired. I'm trying to save your job is what yeah. I'm trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but I can understand that micromanaging. If you're a good employee, you don't want somebody looking over your shoulder all the time. And so the list, I don't know if you looked up a list, but they're just right. you know, all kinds of them. But I, again, when we put this podcast together, I thought, I don't want it to be just a gripe session. Mm -hmm. I really want to come about some solutions because yeah. I don't like me when I become the pet peeve. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, of a person with a person like me who tends to have a perfectionist personality, 
these pet peeves can become greater. Mm-hmm. Before we go on and start looking at some solutions and some things we're, we're working on here, is there any, are there any more pet peeves that you have that the audience might identify with? Uh, when you're in the grocery store and you're in that fast checkout line and it says huh. like 15 items or less and they clearly don't have, <laughs> they have 15 40. items. Yeah. And they're break when they're like breaking oh, the rules. Oh, yeah. Um, but also another one is, is, is when I'm in a plane and they finally they they finally get to the gate and it's not time for everyone to leave yet, but everyone stands, stands up. up. Yep. And know? they start crowding the three yep. seats behind you start getting in front of you. Yep. Yeah. And you yep. feel like I'm in as much rush as you yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Those are those are just a few off. The you know top what you do? Head. If you don't get up, you just put your hand across the aisle and rest it on the seat. Yeah, <laughs> beside you, so no one can get ahead. But yeah. they get, they get pretty pretty savage, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Because everyone is thinking the same thing, uh-huh. but their filter isn't working. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Or driving down, you've got a wide road. You're driving down. All of us are driving down the center. They're going to turn right instead of getting over. To turn right they're going to slow down in front of you <laughs> and then they're going to turn right from the middle or, or they'll tie up the fast lane for 10 miles and they're going to make a right hand turn all the time yeah and yeah. why they couldn't have got over another lane yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah. just uh, little things I, I think the self-checkout lane i love it like in walmart <laughs> and stuff but when there has to be an employee that has to hover over you and then also like has to come and key everything in because, you, yeah. you know, like because they ha- it's a specialty item. Yeah. And then they have the goal. You walk out the door to ch- stop you and check your receipt and line item, everything that you're just bought. You're like, couldn't you have just got an attendance? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah seriously? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a while back, I was in such a rush that it turned out being a testimony. God used it in a real crazy way. Someone ahead of me, they uh, was looking at their total and they're going, oh, and I think I have enough. They were digging through their purse for change. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a rush. I keep looking at my my clock, you know, going. <laughs> so yeah. finally, I said, you know what? Let I feel pay. led to pay for your yeah, I'm pay yeah. for your deal, <laughs> and I gave yes. the money. And it turned out to be a great <laughs> testimony. Story, that's <laughs> but yeah. my heart wasn't right in it at all. Yeah. My heart was wrong. I said, I'd rather pay the thirty dollars and get out of here uh-huh. right now. Yeah, uh, that's a hack, by the way. I think for people now, if you're like just just stay, start counting, yeah. <laughs> start counting change, and just hope the person hope behind the, you yeah, pays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you see but, pastor on behind you, that's your trick. There you go. Yeah. But now, now I've learned, and you know, I, I, I when I. I'm in a lane at the grocery store, and it looks like either there's going to be a problem because they can't uh, make their credit card work, or maybe they have to have a price check, on and on. I have learned these little secrets through the years. I'll, I'll grab magazines, a whole stack of them out of the deal, and start reading them so I don't have to buy them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll even take pictures of the articles. I'll take my camera out and I'll take pictures of the articles so I can look it up oh, when wow. I get home. Life hacks with Pastor I utilize, I utilize the time, you know. Uh, but, but real quickly, uh, I want to live. I do. I'm, I'm always wanting to grow in every area. And I want to love live above my pet peeve line mm-hmm. because I don't want a pet peeve ruining my day. I don't want them distracting my mind, define how I see people. I don't know how many times in my life I've been on this uh, very godly train of thought and I'm thinking about something that's so cool and someone, they'll either get in the uh, fast lane going slow or they won't use their... Anyway, I get so upset about that that I forgot what I was thinking about. I lost all these thoughts and God was talking to me. I just don't want to live that way anymore. I want to try to be pleasing to God in every area. So let's just start talking about some things that, that ministers to this area of pet peeves. Number one, 
is God ever testing us? Because the Bible says we're to be patient with all people. Mm-hmm. How many times are we actually being tested? In fact, let's just maybe leave this idea of pet peeves for a second. Do you ever see times in your life when things, weird things are happening and you hear this voice saying, this is a test? Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example, and we've talked about this before. But during the COVID crisis, they were given bailout money. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they offered us 400 and some thousand, between four and 500,000. Yeah, in there, yeah. And the bank said, you get this free. It's free. Mm-hmm. Free bailout money. Right. And one thing led to another, and they were preparing the bailout money for us. You can come and get it next month or whatever. And my wife and I began to have conversations going, I don't think we're supposed to take this bailout money. And I don't even know why. Well, the day the bank called us and said, hey, your money is ready. I said, I don't have peace about this. Debbie. I don't either. And I said, you know what? I feel like right now God's saying he's going to use my book, um, Firestarters. Let's go look at today's date and the, the, the uh, devotion. And that date, it talked about the borrower being at the mercy mm. of the lender. Mm-hmm. And obviously mm-hmm. that was it. But going back, I thought, God, a lot of my friends in big churches, they took the money. They took mm-hmm. 500, a million, whatever. We turned it down. And to this day, we see no good reason why we should have turned it down. But getting off of our train of thought here today and going down a side road for just a second, I felt like God said, maybe it wasn't God saying this, but I felt it was. He said that was a sheer test to see if you were obedient to me yeah. over and above taking $500,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and so we'll, we'll bring it back to the topic here in a second, but God is testing us all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he says, there is no rhyme or reason for why, why I'm telling you to do this. I'm doing it just to see if you'll be faithful to me. Yeah, I'm doing it just to see if you'll be obedient. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Does God I, you ever see I, God I, testing I, you? I think mm-hmm. baptism is one thing. That's a good one. Uh, that first step of obedience. Uh, the first time I came, you know, to, you know, to God, which I really hadn't done in my heart. But as soon as that thing, the subject of baptism, oh, I don't need to do that. My heart wasn't his. Why should I be yeah. dunked in some water? Yeah, Come right. on. It didn't make sense. Right. So, you know, it happened when I was a little kid. That's good enough. Right. But when I really gave my heart to God and I said, I'll do anything you want me to do, the first thing that came up was baptism. And I won't go into it here, but there was a miraculous thing that happened that enabled me to be baptized. John, I go back and forth because I, part of me really thinks, as something in the spiritual realm really, really happens during I, baptism. I agree 100%. Something really happens. Something happens. Like, you know, and again, yeah. people are going to think this is crazy, but an acquaintance of mine shared the story in his church that one of his elders, uh, he saw a vision during water baptism and saw these two men in white uh, dress, uh, slacks, or I don't think they had robes on or whatever, but... Uh, after someone was baptized, they came down and pulled a corpse out of the water. And I don't know, that might have been someone's vivid imagination. But let's say that nothing really does happen during water baptism in the spiritual realm. Is it possible, I mean, a remote possibility that some God just says, you know what, I want you to be dunked in water. It has a symbolism, we know uh-huh. that. Yeah. But I'm just putting it out there to see if you'll do it. Yes. Yeah. Will you be obedient? Do, do you yeah. have to have a logical explanation for all this stuff? When I say do it, just do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, But I, it is symbolic. We know all that. Don't send me a letter going, you don't know what water baptism is about. We know. We yes, know. Yes, we right. do. 
Uh, but the, but I think there are you know because there, there there are moments where God is is kind of putting some stuff in your path. My mom and I we were talking about it today, and and she had made a comment about being at a at a store, um, and she was looking for some shoes. And as she was getting towards the end of the aisle, there was an older lady who kind of made it clear that she wanted to come down the aisle, but it was a very narrow aisle. And so my mom was looking for some shoes. This was her size or whatever. Needed to get to the end of the aisle. The old lady wasn't budging at all. And so she turned around and saw that there was somebody else on the other end. And my mom just started to kind of almost lose it. She's like, you guys are going to really box me in. She then says to the younger gal behind her, says, excuse me, can I be let out? She goes, yes, absolutely. My mom's like, fine. What I'll do is I'll just go the long route. The old lady should have moved. As she came around to the aisle that was not hers, there on the shelf were the shoes that she was looking for in her size and if not for that inconvenience and, right. and not losing her cool and not getting mad at the old lady, not getting, you know, she was then able to come around the corner and she said she's basically kind of accredited that to God. Like, thank you for doing something. Because I do think God cares about those little moments. He does. Yeah. I do think he that does. he's, it doesn't always have to be like a health scare. It doesn't have to be a car accident mm-hmm. or a financial thing. It's those those little moments of I'm still yes. I'm still with you, guiding you, leading you. Yeah. I think the little steps of obedience are probably one of the most important things yeah. in our in yeah. our spiritual walk. Just the little tiny things. Yeah. I had a saying, I was cleaning up my phone yesterday and it said, Don't despise the day of little things because someday you're gonna look back and they were the big things. Yeah. 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 Little things are big things. One of the things when well, I was talking about the Walmart where they want to check your receipts, and my wife would be like, I would try to run by them if I could, you know, that was kind of like my <laughs> my game plan. Right. And I started changing my mindset. It's like, I'm going to start talking to these people. I was mm. like, hey, how's your day going? You know, is it going crazy in here? And just yeah. treat them just with a lot of respect and smile back. And you just never know what they're yeah. what they're going through. And yeah. that just that meaningful conversation saying, hey, like I'm treating you like a person, you know, because, you know, they're right. asked to do a job and to be able to smile yep. back. So all those things, being the everyone, little things of being able to react. Everyone matters. thinks what you think about that person. Everyone, yeah. they are the most hated person yes. in Walmart. They're slowing me down. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get out of I here. I want to leave. Yeah. 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 So so the first one is maybe God's just testing us. He says, I'm going to let this pet peeve come into your life today to see if you won't grumble, mm-hmm. to see, because mm-hmm. he hates grumbling. Yeah. And that leads me to the second thing, and that is uh, we have to practice godliness. I mean, yeah. how do you get good at something if you don't practice, mm-hmm. uh, how do you get good at being patient if you're not practicing patience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to practice patience, you have to come into a situation where it tries your patience. How do you get good at having a good attitude? How do you get good at not grumbling? So how often is God just saying, today I'm going to give you some chances to practice godliness? Right. Well, well, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I, I love your extraction into the first point, though, too, because you said one of your tests was picking up your book, which was Firestarters, right. which I don't know how much you do. But how much you how much you start your day is like really, or how you start your day is really really important mm-hmm. because a lot of times if you start your your day in chaos and you're you know you're late to school and you don't have margins and you're not happy and then all of a sudden that just completely translate um, to just where you're going that the mood you're going to be in for the rest of the day and practicing that godliness like if you don't set your day up if you don't spend that time in prayer in the morning you don't spend that time in the word you don't have a fire starter a lot of the times you're setting yourself up. Um, to probably be pretty upset for the rest of the day. Well, you know, that goes to the third point I was going to bring up is, you know, we've made a big deal through the years, and and I forgot who brought this idea originally to my mind. But every day morning we need to get up and go, I expect to be bothered by some pet peeves today. Mm. Yeah. And because God has given me wisdom, I'm going to get prepared as much as I can. For example, 
again, when I'm traveling, uh, it's just going to be automatic. And when somebody gets in the fast lane and wants to go slow, I'm going to have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. But now what I do is I, I prepare some podcasts before I leave. And if I get into a podcast, I don't care how slow you're driving, man. I'm totally in that podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I'm going to go to the doctor's office uh, on a given day, I expect to uh, sit there for an hour or two. Now, a lot of times I don't, and I'm pleasantly surprised. Going back again, I don't know if I said it. Whatever you expect, it 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 uh, you know messes with your peace. Right. In other words, if I leave my house going, I expect to be bothered by yes. certain situations today. Yeah. Now, when they happen, I I won't be bothered going. Yeah. I expected them, but if you don't expect them, then they bother you. Right. Uh, it's like driving in L.A. Yes. Oh. Every time I go to L.A., I expect traffic. I'm going to get into a traffic jam and so i and doesn't bother you as much no yeah but if you don't expect it oh that's when it really gets to so what about if we start uh you know preparing ahead of time yeah uh like for example saying i'm gonna get a prayer list today and i'm gonna lay it out here in my car in big letters where i don't have to you know take my eyes off the road but i want to pray through every one of these before i get to where i'm going Mm. this takes your mind off of the person in, in the fast lane going slow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything you can add up to that? I mean, add to that things we can do on any given day in the morning to prepare ourselves for uh, some things that are going to bother us. I think just if you can remember that you are that person from time to time. Yeah. You know, that that, that you have been the person who might have been speeding yes. or just in la-la land while you're driving and you're going slow and it's, you know, as far as that goes or, and, and it's not ever an ill intention because going back to the, to being at the gym and leaving your towel, you might've done that on accident. That's true. You know, and I've done that before an accident. Right. And you go back mm-hmm. and you go, Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Yes. And understanding, you know, that we're not better than, you know, anybody right. around us. Right. And cause it is, that's just, it's a, it's a, it's a humbling situation to be in. But if you can, if you can remind yourself, you know, Lord, I am, I'm not, I'm not better. Some days you feel that you are. Some days you feel that you're better or that you deserve better, rather. Um, but if you can, you, you know, start your morning out, like you said, with margins or with a routine. I, I don't know if it's a human thing or just a, a male thing. But, you know, I, I drive my kids to school and, and we pray on the way to school. Some days have been harder than others, right? But then today I'm driving and I'm like, okay, hey, we're gonna pray. We were just got done listening to a song that they like to listen to, and so I turned it off. I got a two year old son, and he's kind of the little bit of a of a wilder one. But as soon as I said, okay, we're gonna pray, they both said okay, and they closed their eyes yeah. and they're ready to pray. But that's because of routine, of yeah, constant routine, good. and having that in your life can take that that stress away. You know, going just to a diaper bag. You know, if you if you don't put any diapers in there or no wipes in there, you can only be mad at yourself that you yep. didn't prepare for it. Yep. You know, it's not anybody else's fault because your kid had a blowout. One hundred percent. I know? take. It's funny we do these little uh, off the mountain retreats, and on every side by side, there's a roll of to- toilet paper. And oh. uh, the guys are like, "Why is there toilet paper in here?" I'm like, "You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because you just don't. You if you don't practice and be yeah. prepared, then you're going to set yourself for like you said, the expectations equal your peace. Like yep. you're going to have a, you're not going to have as much peace if you don't prepare. The other thing too is just like you know, be coming into a mindset that um, you have a chance to a cliche to make the world a better place. Like when you wake up in the morning, you're just like, I have the power to change the room. I have the power to change 
somebody's attitude instead of letting the pet peeve control your attitude. You have the power to be like, hey, you know, do you need a little bit more time on this? Cool, I'll come back. You know, like you have the power to come in with the positive attitude. We've done attitude. messages on that, yeah. right? I'm to be a, a, a thermostat, thermostat. Yeah. not a yes. thermometer. Yes. And we are called. In yeah. fact, the scripture says that we're to leave behind a pleasant aroma mm-hmm. in all the places we go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so today, I mean, if our audience, I mean, there's so many things I hope they get out of this podcast, but if they're out there going, wait a minute, I do that. Mm-hmm. So possibly I'm a pet peeve to other people. Yeah, We all want to strive to be our very best for God. Mm-hmm. And I think that that brings me to another point, and that is uh, we need to see this having to deal with pet peeves as part of our Christian discipleship curriculum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God has called us to clean up from the inside out. Yeah, and I, I will no longer call leg boy leg boy because God really <laughs> convicted me. So that is a mm. fine way to describe somebody because mm. you're not cared about you're not caring about leg boy salvation. You're caring about leg boys taking up all the time on the leg machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're in constant, um, constant growth, aren't we? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, seasons, and God wants us to examine our heart. And because I feel safe in my skin, I don't mind telling you that I struggle with some of these things. And and I, of course, I'm amplifying them today. I mean, pet peeves are not a big part of my life, but they do happen occasionally. Mm-hmm. Because I had a big list here, I've just told you about pet peeves that. I've had from time to time, right. but they're not a big issue in my life. Some people think, man, this guy, what's he thinking about me? Because I really don't. Right. But I did think about all of them and write them down for this broadcast today. Uh, let, let me throw a, a, another curve at you by giving you a point that might take us a little bit off of the topic. But uh, the Bible says that we're to speak the truth and love to one another. Mm-hmm. And the Bible also says that in Matthew, that if we see a brother sin or a sister sin, we're to go to them in private and reprove them. Hmm. My wife, a couple times, has really been used in my life by coming to me in love and saying, hey, you're being a pet peeve to somebody right now. You're being a pet peeve to me or whatever, whatever. And I've used this example before, but I went through a season years, years ago, and she said, man, you know, you don't even act like you care about your kids on the phone. You're always just taking care of business. Okay, yeah, well, we're going there. We'll eat there. That's the menu. You never ask them how they're doing. I don't hear you really, you know, caring about them when you talk to them on the phone, and which I did care for them, but in, in short conversations, I didn't. Long story short, God used her. And I said, man, you know, I've got to start doing better in these areas. Where do we allow other people to speak into our lives? At? That's so good. And yeah. For example, take us aside and say, can I share something with you? Yep. You are so awesome in so many areas. Yep. I mean, you minister to me all the time, but you know, you're doing something that kind of hurts me sometimes. And because I love you so much, can I bring that out? Where is that taking a a role at in our Christian lives? I think I I want people to do that to me. I really do, because I don't want to be that point of offense to somebody or cause somebody to stumble in any way. I want them to do that. And, you know, if, if they're doing that in love. Yeah. 
Well, you know, again, yeah, one great. of our staff members, and he's a brilliant guy. He's not with us anymore, but he's a brilliant guy. I still love him tremendously. I've used it before. I remember right where I was at when this happened. Uh, I was driving down 99, getting off of Ming Avenue, and I opened up a letter. It was in an envelope. It's a Pastor Ron private, personal. And an employee in a very loving way said, you know what, Pastor Ron, I love you. You're like family to me. But, you know, you got on to me in the staff meeting in front of everybody the other day, and it really hurt me badly. And as I started reading the letter, I started weeping. My wife was driving. I weeping, going, oh, my gosh, I did that. And he says, I, I know you didn't mean it. And he was so gracious. That's what even made it worse. But it just hurt me. And, man, right then and there, I made up my mind. I'm never doing that again. Mm. And so even when we start out in a given day, is it part of our prayer life to say, God, I'm going to be tested in so many areas today. Please let me reflect the love of Christ. Yeah. And please help me not to judge people. So uh, I don't know where you want to go. I that, no, but. I want. I think we can, I, I want to keep going on that vein. So I think one of the things I was thinking about, uh, we're in playoff mode and you have all these great basketball players. And um, I was thinking about coaches. A lot of coaches get fired during the season, right? Because their teams lose and the coach gets fired because their team didn't do good. But you would never say that those coaches aren't, you know, they're better than the players. Like the players are much better at what they do, right? But the coach is the one that ends up getting fired. Um, I was thinking about LeBron James, right? People say he's one of the greatest one or two, you know, however you feel about LeBron James. They say he's one of the best basketball players ever, but he still has a coach, right? And that coach is there to see things that he doesn't see why he's mm -hmm. on the court. And so having coaches in our lives, as, as great as you think you are, as good as you are, you still need people in your life that you trust that can coach you and see things in you that you cannot see in yourself. Pastor Ron, yeah. it's been really cool. You called me. We had a conversation on Friday, and you said something to me. Um, you, you said I was a novice at something. And this is good because I, I, I need you. So I, I got up the phone, and I was like, okay, I got to take that. Like, I'm a novice at that. And then I flipped it, and I said, that's one of my life coaches. Okay. No, no, no. He meant I'm a rookie. And when you're a rookie, you're hungry and you got to go after something and you want to go after it with all your heart. You haven't been there. You haven't been to the playoffs. You haven't been to the game, but but you want it really bad and you want to get there. And, and until you get there, you won't know. And so taking things from a life yes. coach, somebody that you can, yes. and not looking at it from a bad point of view, but looking at it from a, like, this person has the best interest in mind for me. Mm -hmm. And and being able to to take that, take it apart and say, okay, like I'm going to let that speak into my life is where we need to be. So with pet peeves, yes, we're going to have things that we don't see in ourselves. And it's, and you have to have people around you. Like you said, Tom, Hey Vince, um, you're on your phone a lot. When you talk to me, I'm like, oh, I, I, when you were saying, I'm like, I am on my phone a lot. Like, so you have to let people speak into your life so that you can change the behavior so that you can become the person that Christ is calling you to be. I want to say that too. Huge. I remember that conversation. And before I said that, though, I talked about all the things you were excellent. One hundred percent. Yeah, you yeah, were yeah. excellent at this. That man, you're yeah, yeah. you are excellent at everything. But this one area, you're a novice. So you did. need to go back and learn at this you, one area. And I wasn't saying that uh, to say you no, can't. No, no, no my, I know. my point was like no. I was able to take that and say I have a coach. Where sometimes yes. conversations are hard when you have conversations with people, and sometimes you don't want to see the thing, but. You can grow if you let people speak if, if, into and your life. And if you know they're speaking out of love. Yes. 100%. What was that, that doctor show that was syndicated on the radio for years? Dr. Laura. Oh, yeah. And I used to sit, and I was amazed. People would call in with these really crazy, sometimes dumb questions, and she would jump all over them going, you know what? You're rude in this there. You should do, 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 do. And they'd say, oh, thank you, Dr. Laura. <laughs> 
And I thought, she just reamed them. Beat them up. And they said, thank you. Mm -hmm. But you know why? They knew it came out of love. She was trying to help them. And so where, where do we allow people? And I know not everyone has earned that that they position. They've not, they not right. earned that trust to do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for example, I had a, a guy in our church, uh, he he just really begged me uh, some time ago. He said, would you do me a favor, please? You can say no, but, you know, I, I, go, I go back with you. We're real close to one another. Would you tell me an area that maybe I could get better in? Mm. And I didn't want to do it. And I said, I don't want to do that. No, no, please. I yeah. got thick skin. Tell me an area. You see me all a lot. Right. And tell me an area I can improve in. So finally I told my wife, should I or shouldn't I? I said, okay. I had sent him an area. I said, okay, thank you. Doggone, if that guy in the next day start reaming me on everything he could think of, he was so mad. Oh, wow. <laughs> he got mad. Yeah. You wow. think you're perfect. I thought you invited me to do right. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but do we need to have a person or two in our life that we, we feel do. really yes. close to and say, I'm giving you freedom yeah. to tell me yes. when I'm being a pet peeve, somebody's pet peeve, yep. yeah. in a bad way? Uh, I don't know. Do we have thick enough skin to do that? No. My wife, <laughs> my wife points stuff out to me. Yeah. And Same. I think, that man, I love it, you know, when she does that. Yeah, my wife does too. And yeah, I, don't, I, I don't always like it. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. Say. I don't always love it when she does it. Right. Well, but know. I end up loving it going, it's yeah. okay. a beneficial thing. Yeah. 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 Well, because even thinking about how, you know, for the listeners that maybe they don't have somebody in their life, um, I think it's okay to sit back and watch. You, you Pastor, you've mentioned somebody um, as far as like a gym person. You're not going to listen to somebody who isn't built or, or mm. has the physique that you want. So right. therefore, you're not going to get advice from them. But if there are people that are around you that you're like, you know what, I like the way that his family is or yeah. I like the way that she does this or he does that, whatever it is. And then you sit back and you kind of watch them. And, and, and then from there, you you build that relationship because there's a lot of people that will will just you know take any advice from anybody. Well, we don't know if that person has your best interest in 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 mind. And so it is okay for you to sit back, watch somebody, and then maybe kind of build that like, hey, can you show me how to do this? Or or mm-hmm. you know somehow somehow building up because there I'm sure there are listeners that are like, I don't even know who to go to yeah. to be better. I don't have anybody, right? You know, and so it's okay well, to sit. That's back. why that's why getting plugged into a church is so important. If yes. you're not here locally with us, getting part partnered yes. with a good local church, do your research is important because they will offer life groups, they will offer men's groups, women's groups, and that's where you're going to see people that you're going to grow with, and they'll be able to speak into your life in a way that you. You didn't imagine that somebody can speak into your life because they what see, about praying, Vince? What right. about praying? Oh, if you're if you're a, somebody listening to the podcast today or you're viewing it, saying, you know what, I'm going to start praying that God will move that person in my life. One hundred percent. And to show you how it has to come out of love, John, you might remember this. We used to have something called Afterglow years ago, and I've I've told this from the pulpit before, but we're all up there, and I'm going, you know what, is God talking to us? And uh, if He is, just come on and. And, and voice out what you're hearing in your spirit. And a guy named Lenny went to our church, and he was down there. I've got something to say. I said, what's that? He said, Pastor, sometimes you're very arrogant, and in your arrogance, you're hurting this church. Hmm. And he went on and on for, I mean, it seemed like a lifetime. It's probably one minute. <laughs> right. Or <so>. When you're <laughs> yeah. getting roasted and, in public. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as he voiced this, I said, okay, that's fine. Anybody else got another word? You know, <laughs> I just yeah. skipped right over. So when we got home, I told my wife, I said, can you believe what Lenny said? Can you believe it? 
He said I was arrogant and hurting the growth of this church, and he gave some examples, and she was quiet. And I go, did you hear what I said? She was quiet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I said, hurts. what are you, do you have something to say about this? Well, you know, you do come off arrogant sometimes. Mm. But she went on to say, I know you, I live with you. You're not an arrogant person. Right. But sometimes you come off that way. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I could take it from her. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take it from Lenny. Right. Yeah. But I could take it from my wife. Right. You have to earn that, that place do. of yes. trust. Yep. But I think I would encourage our audience today, if you are in one of those places, as you mentioned, and you're at a place where I don't have anybody like that, mm-hmm. you have not because you ask not. Yeah. Get involved in a church or ask God. Say, please give me somebody that I could go to and ask to be my mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we all need that loving correction because we all get off and we need to be mm-hmm. brought back on. Yes. Yep. By someone who will speak the truth to us in love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I don't know where else you want to go with this. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'll end too, just with pet peeves. Don't give power to irrational behavior, you know, in the sense of, you know, sometimes we get worked up about something that isn't that big of a deal. You know, maybe somebody's doing something that is bothersome or, you know, it might be something that is driving us to the, but don't give power to that thing. Cause I think yes. sometimes we, we amp it up in our mind more so than it needs to be. You know, when yeah. somebody's taking too long at the gym or in line or they cut in front of us or whatever happens, we start giving it more power than it needs. And if we just take the power back and come to our senses and be like, okay. And we're able to smile. A lot of times my wife, even so she'll, she'll, she'll maybe want to talk about something and it, I can tell it wants to go into an argument and, uh, and I'll kind of start smiling and show it. What are you smiling at? I'm like, is it a big deal though? And then yeah. she's like, I guess it's not. You know, so it's like, and sometimes that backfires on me, by the sure. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Careful if you're a husband out there and your wife's t- having a serious conversation, you start smiling. Yeah. That's not always the case. But, yeah. um, you know, making sure you're not giving power to things that aren't that big of a deal. Yeah, don't let it destroy your yeah, day and 100%. ruin your day. I've let it ruin my day too many times. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. In the years past. Mm-hmm. And I want to grow. But I, I thought of this right here. 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. Love is what? It's patient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Mm-hmm. Love does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. I like this. Yeah. It's not easily angered, yeah. and it keeps no record of wrongs. That's so good. Yes. No record. Mm-hmm. I want to grow. That's why we're having podcasts yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. I want people to see that we're all on a growth journey. Mm-hmm. And we're all searching our hearts. I don't know about you. This has come up in my prayer life numerous times the last month. God, please, I want to be good with you on the inside, not just the outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want you to continue mm-hmm. to show me the areas that I'm wrong in. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to become that authentic guy. Mm-hmm. And I've got a long ways to go. And so maybe I needed to talk about this pet peeve thing just for me today. (laughs) I think this is, you know, when you said pet peeves, I was like, okay, this will be interesting. But as we talk about this, I think so many people are dealing with these little things and they end up being bigger deals. And and they, yeah, yeah, it's just like, you don't realize it. Yeah. It can destroy your day. Yeah. It can really destroy your day. Yeah. Well, I think we're out of here. Love you guys. And, uh, continue to write us. I'm getting some really good comments about the podcast. And you know what? Uh, we're going to get out of here. And so have a great weekend. And adios. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.